Welcome back to Harmony Beats Balance. Today's podcast and radio episodes are very focused around someone I'm just getting to know. Her name is Nyla. She's going to talk about herself and her journey and being a student. And her aunt is a dear friend and client of mine named Shabana, who founded her own company many years ago. She's a real crusader. She also happens to fly planes and ride motorcycles, and she is pretty fearless, just completed her first triathlon with a big open water swim. Shout out Shabana. Thank you for the referral to your lovely niece. You wrote a piece, Nyla, that we want to talk about today around bigotry and what's happening from your perspective uh, as a woman of color. And before we get into that, tell us what you're studying. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And you're one of the youngest guests we've had on the show in three years. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining. Uh, Thank you so much. So yeah, my name is Nyla. I'm in high school. I'm an 11th grader. I was in a couple of STEM classes before, mainly environmental science last year, and I kind of want to go into computer science later this year. I'm just really excited to be here. And being someone who is still on a journey to figure out what you really want to do with your life, Has it been hard? And is that what the writing is about in terms of the bigotry that you've experienced and the ignorance? Has it been, how hard has it been? Of course it's hard. How, how hard has it been? Will you share with our listeners your journey? Since I was young, I've always felt a little bit different from other kids because um, I was kind of like usually the only Muslim kid uh, in like elementary school, middle school, and still in high school, which kind of prompted teasing and then sometimes bullying which would kind of make going to school harder and studies harder because I just I felt like an outcast and I felt like an outsider but I think through writing I kind of started to channel those like negative feelings into like something that was productive and structured and kind of gave me something to look at my experiences from an outside view and also share them with other people. This is so beautiful and it's so interesting your level of maturity I keep wanting to see you at university because it's so unbelievable to me that you're a high schooler because you have such a level of depth and maturity and a presence about you. And it's really reflected in your writing. We're going to tell people at the end of the show where to find this beautiful work. I would love to know when you first thought about writing to deal with how that must feel to be isolated and outcast. Was it your idea? Was it someone else's idea? What inspired you to even try writing? I've always liked writing creative uh, short stories and stuff like that. So I've always been a fan of writing in general. And then I think in around 2020, I started seeing other girls, other Muslim girls, other women of color starting to talk about their experiences and how they, they were treated unfairly. And I started to realize that even though I wasn't a politician, I wasn't a celebrity, but I still had a voice and I could get it out there through writing. I try to make it through this show without crying. It's probably not going to happen today. So dear listeners, give me a break. This is pretty emotional. And (laughs) if a young Muslim woman can find the bravery, so can you. So if you're feeling disadvantaged or marginalized in some way and listening to this show, if you are feeling like you really want to amplify your own voice and you don't have a vehicle, whether it's a podcast or a blog like Nyla or whatever it is that will help you amplify your voice. We're here to encourage you to try, just try, do something, say something, 
share something, it does help. And this is a beautiful part of Nyla's willingness to come and open her own heart and story. So how have people reacted in general to your writing, would you say? I would say that it has mostly been positive. I think that most of the writing that I showed to other people was in a very positive circle, and that's why I got such good feedback. I have been hesitant to show my writing in the past because I feel like in school, it's an environment where it's like there's not, your teacher may not understand you, your friends may not understand you, but the platform that I was given um, when I posted my article, a lot of people were in the same boat, or at least they could understand what I was talking about. And so I got good feedback. Yeah. And the responses, I love your your way of thinking. The responses may have been a little bit more positive, perhaps because it was a bit of a protected circle, if I understand you correctly, in mm. terms of who read it and was exposed to it, like, like myself. I read it and immediately invited you on the podcast. So that's a pretty positive response. Yeah. Because it was posted on Shabana's uh, LinkedIn, which was, and I think a lot of her coworkers who also work in the diversity aspect of the workforce were seeing it, which is probably why Fonts was more positive. But I'm, I'm really happy with the feedback I got, and I'm really happy that it led to opportunities like these. Do you feel like you want to do more? And if so, are you open to receiving some feedback that might be a little bit less positive? And then maybe I will give you a little coaching on what to do if the answer is yes. How do you feel? I would love to keep writing and I would love to receive po- that, receive feedback that isn't always positive because I think that's how, that's how I grow as a writer. Yeah. Welcome to authorship. So the best advice all my author friends gave me before I published my book was don't read the negative reviews. And I understood that. However... Again, kind of like you, I was really fortunate to not have a ton of negative reviews. The ones I did receive, including a one star on Amazon, which never feels good, it actually was constructive. It wasn't hateful. It wasn't biased. It wasn't inappropriate. It was actually really constructive. And as I'm contemplating a rewrite of my own work, I will actually take that feedback to heart as much as I like the positive reactions and people relating it's so important. So I, I really, again, I really applaud your openness and willingness to share your story and receive feedback of all kinds. That's how these conscious conversations take place. Yeah, I agree. So you gave advice in your article that really talked about the advice you gave yourself, the advice you took versus trying to change someone with an ignorant view or ignorant based behavior ignorance-based behavior, you you really talked about yourself. Why did you do it that way versus trying to advise other people who are feeling this way to take on the bully? Why did you do that? I think that trying to educate a bully can be exhausting. And I think that trying to talk to somebody who probably has an outlook that doesn't want to be changed or doesn't want to be open to change isn't going to be helpful to you or to them. I'd say instead of focusing on them, it's more important to make sure that you're in a safe place and you're in a healthy and happy place because that's all that really matters. And then of course you can always go to like a teacher or someone that you trust so that they can handle the issue instead of like kind of putting yourself in a very negative space, trying to take on that belief. 
So again, excellent advice and actionable advice, which we always try to give the listeners on this show, which is if you feel like the bully is going to retaliate or be unwilling to change or too tough to go to, you know, what we say toe to toe with, the ultimate thing is changing ourselves, changing our mindset, being more harmonious, less worried about balance and always being toe to toe and more about let me take the high road for myself. And so your your logic is so wise. It's wise beyond your years, Nyla, in terms of how to deal with marginalization and bullying. What would you say to your older self 30 years from now? Typically, my guess, we ask the opposite. 10, 20, 30 years ago, what would you have told yourself if you knew then what you know now? Let's do a forward look. So 30 years from now, what would you tell your older self about this experience that you've been through? I guess because I'm able to talk to my older self and talk to like myself directly, I would applaud her. I would say that the way that she handled that situation and kept going was admirable and it was hard, but she still did it. So I'm proud of her. You're actually better at this than most of my other guests. They really struggle. You did that so naturally. It's pretty amazing. Next time I need to talk to my younger self, I'm going to actually call you and and you can host me and I'll be the guest. That was pretty, pretty good because what you did so naturally was applaud yourself, right? And I love how you said I'd applaud her, sort of that third person perspective, which is meaning there's objectivity. So the listeners, a lot of times are stuck somewhere. They're stuck in their career or with their family or their friendships or stuck in their community involvement. Many times they're stuck with their own well-being, not putting themselves first. And so they don't give themselves that strong advice and really get out of your own way. So somehow you have found a way to proceed forward despite some of the tough circumstances, what would you attribute that to? Where does that strength come from? I think I stopped listening to the people around me who weren't trying to bring me up. And I started listening to myself and my family and my friends because when I, when people would tell me like, oh, are you going to bomb something or something, something stupid like that? I would feel like, oh, like this is the general perception of me or like this is true, you know, not in the sense that I was going to bomb something, but like that this is what people think that Muslims are, that we're violent, that we're this, that we're that. But when I started looking into my Muslim community, I started really like realizing like, hey, my mosque holds blood drives. Like we have petting zoos, like we're not we're not any of the things other people say that we are. We are what we are. And I have that perspective. I can see what we're doing. I can see all the positive changes that we're making. Um, So why would I listen to them? I started to cut out that negative feedback and started looking into myself and my community. And I started to realize I didn't need to take any of that um, into perspective. I just need to listen to myself. So for every listener that's having this same challenge in their own way. We always like to say many of us are in the same storm. We're in very different boats. For example, I am not a person of color. I will never walk a day in those shoes. I cannot. It would be completely wrong for me to even try. What I will do 
is give people a voice. I will amplify the voices of those that are dealing with these things that are very difficult. It's very, as a mom, it's very difficult to hear you say these things. It hurts my heart. And you're a beautiful, peaceful, very bright young woman who is going to do big things in this world. And you're coming from such a peaceful place, especially when you describe your mosque and what happens there in terms of giving back in community. It's the opposite of the accusation. However, you're right. Perception is somebody's reality, whether they are, you know, ignorant or they've been poisoned or they have so much fear in their heart, whatever their reason is. You're right. Perception becomes their reality. The problem with perception as reality is perception is not reality. It's their reality. It's that one person that you're dealing with reality. And so to make things actually real, we actually do something on this show called fact versus fiction where we like you, Nyla, we take that noise and we turn it down and we Mm. go inside ourselves and we look for reality, the actual facts, such as the things that you described in terms of being peaceful. So what are the other facts that you've learned about yourself that are ways that you keep that negative voice away from you? Um, I think that and this kind of goes more into being a woman than a Muslim, but I think a lot of the a lot of time times in school, I would see that I, among like five other girls, was the only girl in a STEM class that had like 20 guys. And that always made me feel kind of hesitant to, you know, volunteer and answer or to be more active in group work. But then when I like looked at my grades, like I was doing fine. Like I had good grades. So I guess the perception was that I was kind of lesser than because they were old men. But the fact was, that's just not true. It's just not true. So everyone listening today, your job right now, again, if you're driving, you know this, my avid listeners, do not write anything while you're driving. Do not text yourself. Do not pick up your phone. Pull over if you need to write something down. If you're listening online or you're doing a recast listening and you're able to write this down, I want you to write down three things that are untrue about the story you tell yourself about something that makes you feel less than, marginalized, an outcast, hurt. Maybe someone has said something that's incredibly painful about you or to you about you. And you know what they said directly or indirectly. I want you to write down three facts that prove that all of those things are that other person or those other people's perception. And they're actually not reality. We're going to separate fact from fiction today. It creates harmony and harmony beats balance every time. And today's show and our guest Nyla is exactly right. That if you listen to those other voices, there's nowhere to go but down. So tell us on your way up, what's next for you? What do you have to look forward to that our listeners can also connect with? Well, again, I want to continue writing. I also want to ready ready myself for college and maybe major in computer science. I am not sure I have anything directly related to diversity. I just know that diversity has been an important component in my past, and that's what And it has led me to where I am now and where I'm going to go. But my future isn't really diversity related. So let's challenge that for a minute. You are a person who is diverse and representing diverse 
people, women and women of color. Mm. If you, Miss Nyla, decide that computer science is it, it doesn't have to be, let's say it is. And let's say we're back to that talking to your older version of yourself. And that is the career path. And you're very successful in it, which I imagine whatever you decide to do, you will be successful because you have what we call the right stuff. And it's not because of your brain. You're obviously very intelligent. It's way beyond that. It's your level of emotional intelligence that's so easy to hear, even just listening without having to see you or even know you. We can just hear the emotional intelligence. Thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Keep this recording for a bad day. We all have them. And remind yourself that when you get wherever it is you want to go, then there'll be a new mountain to climb. There's always a new mountain, right? All of us feel like, oh, I'll arrive in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. There's no arrival, listeners. There's no arrival. It's the journey, not the destination. And there's usually another mountain to climb. Otherwise, life gets very boring and pretty static. And probably the way to close the show, and thank you for your time and your your wisdom beyond your years and your giant loving heart toward yourself that others need to also pour into their own hearts today. Your Aunt Shabana is this amazing crusader. She's done so much for herself and her community and for others. And she was one of the reasons you were able to publish this article and these blogs. You want to shout her out and tell people where to find her and her company? Um, yeah, her name is Shabana Siraj, and you can find her company at, at Trident Consulting. At Trident Consulting, T-R-I-D-E-N-T Consulting. You can learn all about her and her company and how she supported her beautiful niece, Nyla. Nyla, we tend to give the guests the final word, so we're going to do it now. What is the final word that you'd like to share with listeners that are seeking more of their own truth and their own positive wisdom? I would say to always recognize your strengths and to look into yourself instead of what other people say and just generally make sure to be your own person. Be your own person. You heard it here. Dear, dear listeners, Harmony absolutely was beaten balanced today as we learned how to unpack fact versus fiction and heart-based wisdom. And we all are our own person doing the best we can with what we've got. And that's the whole point of this show. So I am so grateful for you, Nyla. Thank you for being a beautiful guest. And so um, thank you so much for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. And as always, if you want more, please DM us at Dana Mahina. You can find all things, the podcast, the radio show, my blog, videos, everything you need to lead a more harmonious life. And as always, we're based on the beautiful islands of Hawaii, out of Kauai. We like to say until next time, ahui ho. Yeah.